0: hallelujah hallelujah glory to god glory to god good morning good morning jesus strong ministries Uh, wherever you are joining us from this morning i pray that you would share this message with your family share it with your friends because it's going to be good it's going to be good come on in come on in come on in we're about to get started i would trust that all these messages that i've been sharing with you have been life-changing they are taking your life in a whole new direction and so today i the lord has entrusted me with another message that i believe that will help you get to the next dimension of your life because god is doing something people god is doing something looking around us we can see all kinds of craziness, all kinds of mess that is happening around us, but God is doing something. Amen. So just come on in, share this message with your friends, share, 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 and please uh, make plans to join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. East, I'm sorry, uh, Central Time, and um, that's 12 noon uh, Eastern Time so come on in we're going to continue in our glory train series this morning because i believe that the lord has more for us as we prepare to meet him um these messages that i've been sharing with you they're geared towards end time prophecies but they're also to help you um, understand where you are in your process um in your walk with the lord what the lord is doing in your life and so um i thank you for all of those of you who are being sent who have been sending me feedback and letting me know how this mess or these messages have been a blessing to you so um last week um we talked about um we talked about riding out our storm and this week we're going to go back into um into another of Genesis chapter six we kind of talk about uh the first part about Genesis chapter six so and as I prayed about what to speak about this week I hear the Lord said um to go back and finish up Genesis six because there was more information there that the Lord wanted to talk about there were more revelations that we needed to pull out And so, the first half of Genesis chapter six was about riding out the storm. And the second part is going to be about building the ark. Because you see, God has given us something, uh, all of us, something to build. And if we don't understand that, we will sit down and watch somebody else build their vision, build their dream, build their career, and we never build anything. And so, um, the Lord sent me back to speak to you this week about. What it is that he wants you to build, and he also the other thing about the fact that he's telling you that you have something to build is that he urgently wants you to build that thing. So, my message to you today is build that thing, build that thing, build it because God told you to build it, build it because your life depends on it, build it because your children's life depends on it, build it because if you don't build it you cannot receive the blessing that God wants to put in it and build it because it's time to build that thing and you know that thing that god has given you to build it may be a career it may be a business it may be a ministry it may be a a a a a non-profit whatever it is that god has given you to build in this time in this season and while you're building don't forget that the main purpose of your building is for souls it's for salvation whatever you're doing because listen sometimes people don't realize that you can work in the secular Uh, uh, a world and be in ministry because everything that you do do it as unto the lord And so as I stand before you bringing this message to you, the the, the urgency behind it is that time is running out. And so now it's going to be, you're going to have to hit the ground running once you get your blueprint. God said it's now or never. So you got to roll out those blueprints, find out where to start building and get your construction project underway. So let's go to Genesis chapter 6. And I'm kind of I'm kind of, I'm going to read actually I'm going to read it from where we're going to start from verse 11 and we're going to go to. uh 22 i'm going to read it a little bit different i'm going to break it up, because since it's a long passage of scripture i'm not going to just read the entire thing. I'm going to break it up as I go along so just kind of follow along Genesis chapter six verse 11 starting at 11 going to 22. And verse 11 says now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence God observed all this corruption in the world for everyone on earth was corrupt so God said to Noah I have decided to destroy all living creatures for they have filled the earth with violence yes I will wipe them all out along with the earth so the first thing you got to observe right here in reading this uh this is 11 through 13. um the first thing you got to observe is that god said that he was going he he was going to destroy the earth okay he already made a decision god has already made a decision and i what stood out to me as i read this passage of scripture is that I'm wondering what is God's decision for us today based on his observation because this decision that God had made to destroy the earth in Noah's days was based upon the observation that he had seen. He had observed the ways of man and he had seen that men was corrupt in all of their ways and their intentions was fixed on doing evil and so he decided that he was going to destroy them. And so now that caused me to wonder what is God's what is god's decision what is he observing concerning this generation Uh, and and what is his decision based on what he is observing today and the other thing that you want to know is when god makes a decision it's not up for discussion It's not up for discussion because if God says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. God is God and he does not need our opinion. But there are times when God will bring somebody in like when he talked to Abraham about about destroying Sodom. Uh, you know, we talked to Moses about when the children of Israel they sinned in the wilderness, and 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 Moses intercede for them. And and see, in those times, God said, I, "I I I'm trying to give people a reprieve." And I believe that in in this these last days that we are observing right, where God is observing us right now, He is giving us a reprieve. He is giving us a chance to get it right, because you see, God's heart is not really to destroy all living things. It's only when we refuse to repent it's only when we refuse to turn away from the things that we know that are wrong it's only when our intentions are set on doing evil and then god knows that there is nothing that we that's going to change our minds and so god is sending his messengers in this season he's sending his messengers to warn people to say listen i i, I, I am observing what is happening in this world, and there is judgment coming, and so in noah's time there was no there was no time for for negotiation. God simply said, "Listen, I've seen the hearts of men, they're not going to change. this is what I am going to do, and I'm praying that our generation will not become so hardened like the generation of Noah, who was so hardened that they they they, they wouldn't change, and God saw that their heart wouldn't change, and so he had made a decision to destroy them. <laughs> And so based on God's observation of you today, that God is going to give you an instruction just like he did for Noah, He wants to preserve people's life. God is interested in preserving those that are intent on doing right. God is, you see, sometimes you don't even have to get it right, it's your intention. So Noah had a different intention. And so God gave Noah an instruction, he gave Noah some instructions, and he told him to build something. And I believe that when God wants to save us, when God wants to heal us, when God wants to deliver us, he's going to give us an instruction. And so that's why I'm asking you today, what is that? thing that God has called you to build? What is that thing that God has called you to do? Because you see, your salvation may be dependent on your obedience to God. Your salvation is always dependent upon your obedience to God. And so God gave Noah some uh, some instructions to build this thing. And, you know, many times this is where we mess up as the body of Christ because we don't grasp fully the instructions that God is trying to give us. We don't understand what God is trying to say. And one one of the reasons for that is because we don't spend enough time reading the word of God to know what it says to properly apply it to our lives. And so God is saying, listen, listen, I'm calling some people that are ready to build. I'm calling some people that are ready to build. Because I'm calling them to start reading their Bibles. I'm calling them to, 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 to start praying and seeking my face. I'm calling some people because there's a deluge coming. There's something coming upon the face of the earth. And I don't want you to be caught out in the storm. I want you to get ready to build. Get ready to build that thing, whatever that thing is that God is." Place in your heart, it is going to be the thing that might save your family. Come on, listen to what God said in verse 14. He said to Noah, build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar. This is the NIV, inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long Seventy feet, 75 feet wide and 45 feet high leave an 18 inch opening below the roof of all the way around the boat put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat lower middle and upper so okay so those dimensions alone my god god told him build this thing from cypress wood which is a wood that is kind of uh it's not easy, easy to decay. It's a decay-resistant wood, and it's also waterproof. It's also to waterproof it with tar. And 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 so when you think about the, this massive construction, it, 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 this is not no. This Noah had never undertaken anything in, like this in his life. He had never seen anything built like this in his life. But this massive construction. Think about it um the size of this thing um it is one and a quarter length of a football field and it's about half the width of the football field and it was three stories high so this is like a mega sized cruise ship that noah was tasked to build and so you know that this is not an easy thing when you consider the size and the dimension of this thing you'll realize that it was no easy task And to add, to make matters uh, 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 worse, Noah didn't have a crewman, he didn't have some construction workers to come and help him build that thing. So Noah had to figure out how to build this thing, as God told him. God gave him the blueprint, God gave him the dimensions of how to build the thing. But what God didn't give him was the instruction of where to start, put the, you know, maybe you need to start with the foundation. And I can just imagine Noah trying to build this thing, trying to figure out how to build this thing. And and, and as he figured out how to build this thing, he probably made a whole bunch of mistakes while he was building that thing, he probably got frustrated while he was building that thing, but he decided that, listen, God said it, and I believe it, and I'm going to do it. You know, people talk about Abraham as 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 the father of faith, but I believe that in Noah, I believe that Noah had to had to have some kind of faith to be able to build this thing that he couldn't he didn't see rain he didn't know what rain was he didn't know what flood was he didn't know how to build the thing that God has given him to build it was a monumental task it was tough it was heavy he he had to do a lot of chopping and pulling and lifting and, and placing things in place it wasn't easy for Noah to do this thing but Noah did it because he had faith in what God has said he believed God He believed God. He believed that God, what God said was going to happen. And so Noah persevered and he built that thing. And I believe that God is looking for people in this day and age that will persevere through all kinds of hardship, all kinds of setbacks, and all kinds of failure to build the thing that God has placed on their heart. I know we're still brand new in 2022. And I know that God has given you a vision for 2022, and I don't wanna be, be the bearer of bad news, but you're not going to build that thing without some perseverance, without some endurance, because anytime you set out to do anything the, anything good for the Lord, the enemy is going to oppose, you. opposition is going to come. Sometimes you're going to fail because we're human beings and we're normal flesh and bones, and sometimes we're gonna fail but noah believed god noah had faith to believe that what god said is true noah believed that god said look in verse 17 god said look i'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. everything on the earth will die but i will confirm my covenant with you so enter the boat you and your wife and your son and their wives so god said This is what Noah believed. Noah had faith to believe that God said, I'm going to cover the earth with a flood. And if God said, I'm going to cover the earth with a flood, God was going to do it. And that was enough for for Noah to, to, to to, to, to decide to build. Noah realized that, listen, God didn't ask me for my opinion. He didn't give me any room for negotiation. So God must admit that a flood was really coming. And so this was enough motivation for Noah to keep on building. Even when those days when Noah was tired, Noah was building because he believed God. He believed that a flood was coming. I don't know about you, but if God told me that a flood was coming, if God told me to start preparing, I don't wait for the, to see the flood. I don't wait to see the storm. I don't wait to see the hurricane. If I were you, I would start preparing right now. And so, you know, we're, well, I'm from the islands. I'm Jamaican, right? And so, In the islands, we tend to get a lot of hurricanes or during hurricane seasons and so during those times in hurricane season, when we hear the hurricane is coming, we don't wait until the hurricane makes landfall to prepare, we start preparing days ahead of time, because sometimes you're going, we're gonna to have to, uh, 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 they, they would nail down things, they would um, pre- buy extra supplies of food, they would try to, uh, um, you know, get their homes prepared so that the least amount of damage will happen when this flood or in this when this hurricane comes, when the storm comes, and so I believe that that is the same concept that God is saying right here. It's time to prepare. He is sounding out. He's sending out alarms. He's sending out warnings that a storm is coming. And so Noah took the warning seriously, and he began to build that thing. And if you would take this this this, this message seriously today, and understand that there is a storm coming, I don't know what this storm looked like, but I can tell you that you can prepare for the storm. You can you can get ready for the storm. Don't wait for the storm to make landfall, to prepare for the storm. Get ready for the storm is coming. God is going to do something in this earth. And he said that the only way for you to, to be saved is for you to do the things that I am telling you to do. And so my instruction may be different from yours. Your instruction may be different from mine, but I want you to go into the deepest recesses of your mind right now and and, and say, God, what is that thing that you are telling me to do? What is that thing? For some of you, it might be to give your heart to the Lord. For some of you, it might be to start praying more. For some of you, it might be to read your Bible more. Some of you, it might be instructions that God has given you that you've been sitting with for years and haven't done anything. And God said, listen, 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 you gotta start building that thing. Build your prayer life, build your marriage life, Build your church. Build your home. Build whatever it is that God has told you to build. Build up your children in in, in faith in God. What is it that God is asking you to build? What is it that God is asking you to build this morning? What is it that God is asking you to build? I don't know. You know. You know what God has taught you, God has told you in your heart. There are some things, some instructions that God has given you. God said, I'm not going to give you any new instructions until you go back to those old instructions that I've given you and begin to do it. Because see, when God told Noah to build the ark, God no God didn't have to go back and tell Noah, Noah, you got to go back and build the ark. He told Noah once, Noah believed it, and Noah set out to build it. But the problem with our generation is that we have become complacent and we have stopped building because we believe that we know what we want and we choose to do do what we want to do. And we, we don't regard God as holy. We don't regard what God is telling us to do because we have come to a place where we believe that we're kind of, we're buddies with God and we don't fear God as how Noah feared God. And so God told Noah, Noah, build that thing. And if you will build that thing, Noah, this is what God said. He said, I will confirm my covenant with you so that you and your family can enter this boat. And the the thing about this thing, when God made this promise to Noah that even this family would be saved, you gotta understand that there was no boat. And so you got to say, you, you got you to gotta understand that this thing that you're building, your family's life may depend on it. Noah could not enter the boat until the boat was built. God told him, I will extend this covenant to your family as well. And so, you know, you, I, I, I want to tell you this morning that it's a family thing. It's a family thing. You may think that all this thing that you're doing is all about you. No, 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 it's all about the family. God is interested in families. God is interested in your husband. He's interested in your wife. He's interested in your children. It's a family thing. What you're doing, it's a family thing because you gotta understand that the most precious thing that we have on this earth is our families. It's our families. The most precious thing on this earth, it's not even the thing that you're building. Some of us have gotten it wrong because we be we become so com we, we, we become so focused on building the thing. This is the other side, the, the flip side for the ones that are building. They, they they become so focused on their construction, on their building project that they forget that the most important thing is not the building, it's not even what is going in the building. It's the it, 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 it's the God that, that gave them the, 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 the instructions to build. It's their families that are going into this ark. You see, when we're building and building so much, we can leave our families behind and we can leave God behind because we're so focused on completion that we run without God. But I like what Moses said. Moses said, listen, don't take me up from here unless your glory go with me. Because Moses understood something that if God is not in what we're doing, then it's useless. It's useless. Useless, useless. So, Noah was building this thing and he continued to build because it was for the preservation of life. If you read down, I'll skip some of these verses, but if you read down to from 19 down to 22, the, you know, God told him to put all the animals in the boat and then he said, Come uh, 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 so that they will be kept alive. And he told him to take all this food on the boat with him. And the thing about it there is that God is interested in the preservation of life, but it's not just for your life, it's for your family's life, it's for the people around you. God is interested not just in, in Noah's time, it was just one family that was saved, but God is interested in saving other families as well through you. Your family is depending on you to build that thing. What is that thing that God has given you to build? What is that thing that God has called you to do, and you've been been procrastinating and putting it off and saying, I'll do it next year, I'll do it next month, I'll do it next week. What is that thing? You see, your family is depending; they're waiting, they're watching, and they can't take their place until you take your place. God is interested in preserving your life. God is interested in preserving your life. God is not having me standing here talking to you because we don't have anything else to do. It's because God is interested in in preserving life. And so he's saying for us to build that thing this morning, whatever that thing is that God has called you to build. Sometimes you're going to get frustrated. Sometimes you're going to feel like God has forgotten you. Sometimes you're going to feel like God is nowhere around. Where is God? But God says, in those moments you got to keep building because the preservation of life is dependent on you being obedient to the things that I've told you. Sometimes the things that, I, that God tells you, they won't make any sense, but if you will make up your mind to build that thing, God will bless, he will honor because God said he honors obedience, he honors obedience. What is that thing that God has given you to build this morning? what is that thing? <laughs> and so God told Noah and said, take on board enough food for your family and for the animals. And so Noah did exactly as the Lord commanded him to do. And so the interesting thing here in this verse is that God uh, told Noah to, build, to 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 take this food on board with son. so the interesting thing that you got to understand is that god was preserving life he was interested in preserving life and so as he was store he was instructing Noah to build he was saying also store up enough food to take on board with you for you and your for you and your family and for the animals and so god was cons- god is concerned about your food you don't you listen listen come on God is interested God knows that when you're building that thing sometimes it takes you away from your normal activities so 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 yeah and, and some of the things that you wouldn't even think about but imagine God was concerned about Noah having enough food come on somebody somebody you got to understand that God is concerned about the least little thing about our lives he's concerned about our food he's concerned about our uh, preserving our lives so when God is called called you and commissioned you to do something, look how God makes sure that he gives Noah instructions about preserving his food supply. So when God called you to build something, at first when God called you to build something, it's going to feel like God is taking you away from your food supply. But God will, also, will always make sure that you have enough God will also make, will always make sure that there is enough enough is there for preservation because God is interested in preserving life and no one can preserve life like God can and this is the thing that keeps some of us from building the thing that God has called called us to build because we are interested we are we're focused on preserving ourselves we're we're trying to preserve our 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 income we're trying to preserve our 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 bank account we're trying to preserve our jobs, we're trying to preserve. But we don't understand that God is the one that supplies the things that He's giving us to put away. He told Noah, I said, Take extra food on board for you and the animals. I imagine that it was quite a bit of food that Noah had to, I had to pack away because they were in the ark for 150 days. Now, so that had to be a lot of food. But when they came out of the ark, can you imagine, just imagine picture for a moment. They're coming out after the flood and everything. They came out the ark, the earth, there was nothing on earth. Everything was spoiled by this water that was sitting on the earth for so many, for over five months. The, think about it, the earth underwater for five months. There was no green trees. There were no plants for him, that he had to wait now for plants. So the first thing that Noah did when he came out of the ark was he planted a vineyard. He, plant, he, he, he began farming. So it meant that, even though they were in the ark for about five months, there were more months that passed without any food supply so noah had to have stored away enough food to last for the five months and for the months that he was waiting for the crops to come in because you know when you plant a crop in the field, it take a long time for crops to come in. Some crops can come in within three months. Some can come in with, you know, longer takes a while, longer than that. But but the point I'm making is that he had to have had enough food to preserve him from the day he went into the ark until the day that the other crops were, were the, the new crops that he planted were, were ripe enough to be harvested. And so as I'm... Thinking about this, I'm thinking about how great God is, how good God is to people, because God he, 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 he looked ahead he knew exactly he said okay it's not enough to just build this thing he, he's given noah some kind of nest egg some kind of preparation some kind of resources to keep him during the times when noah would have never thought about what was going to happen he would have never thought that i'm gonna be in this boat for 150 days and i i i i, I might i need I, I might run out of food I, and when i get out the boat there was there's not gonna be anything but god was thinking about everything and so i'm trying to tell somebody today that god is thinking about every aspect of this construction thing that he has given you to construct this morning so your only job this morning is to do everything that god has commanded you to do give do what it is that god is telling you to do in this season in this brand new year do what god is telling you to do because listen if you believe god just like noah noah had to build through all kinds of frustration, but he believed God. And he built that thing through the frustrations that he was feeling. And so today I am telling you, you can build that thing, even though you might not see the resources. Noah didn't see the resources when he started building. He didn't see where all the supplies were going to come from. He didn't see the animals that were coming. He didn't see all the wood that needed to build the ark, but he, he kept on building. Every day Noah would get up and he would build that thing, piece by peace by peace and so somebody is building today and you might come into some setbacks and some failures and it might cause you to want to give up when when because you know sometimes this is our human nature when we when 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 god tells us to do something that, and we come upon setbacks and we come upon failures our first our first inclination is to give up on the thing give up on the thing that God has told us to build. But I wanna tell you that there are setbacks and failures along the path of success. If you're gonna be successful in building the thing that God has called you to build today, expect that there will be some setbacks, expect that there will be some failures, but you must keep on building continue building because it's going to rain so noah must have uh, 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 had some setbacks he must have had some failure but the thing about noah was that we continue building that thing noah must have become uh, 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 frustrated sometimes when he said listen god are you sure you want me to build this thing and i can imagine that some days he had to he had to stop, he had to pause, he had to rest, because he might have put the plank in the wrong direction, he might have put the, the, the wood in the wrong part of the... And, and it didn't work and so he had to take it apart and put it back together again. I, 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 have you ever had, been trying to build something and then you put the wrong piece in the wrong place and you have to take the whole thing apart and then you had to put it back together again? because see the goal is not to stop when you get frustrated the goal is not to stop when things are not going right the goal is to build that thing whatever it takes build that thing through frustration build that thing whatever you're going through sometimes you may have to stop you may have to pause you may have to rest you may have to wait a few days and go back to the thing to figure it out so noah continue building and building. And year after year, Noah would get up and Noah would build. And some of us, we get frustrated in just the first few days. But Noah kept building year after year after year. And there was no rain in sight. But Noah believed God, and this is part of where we trip up because we don't, we, when God tells us something and we don't see it happening right away, we become frustrated and we expect that God said it today and it's supposed to happen tomorrow. It took a hundred years for Noah to finally get in the ark. Can you imagine having that kind of faith? to build something for a hundred years, even though you didn't see anything happening. And so somebody, I'm talking to somebody today, you might be building a business, you might be building a career, you might be building a marriage, you might be building a family, and it looks like all hell is breaking loose around you. It may look like nothing is happening, but keep building, keep building that thing. Keep building that thing. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And the other thing is some days you're gonna have to build it alone. Build it alone because no one understands. Sometimes people don't understand what God has placed on the inside of you. You see, Noah couldn't go to anybody else and tell them what God has said and say, God gave me this thing. Then look at Noah like, Noah, you crazy. You too crazy, Noah. There ain't never be no rain. There's no such thing. Man, you just hearing voices in your head. The voices are speaking to you, Noah. You're not going to build nothing, Noah. So many people will criticize you for building what God has given you to build, because they don't understand. It wasn't given to them to build what was given to you. It was given to you to build the thing. And so sometimes you're going to have to build it alone. And if God decides that you need resources or you need people to help you, God will send those people to help you. God will send the right people. Don't worry about who don't help you. Don't worry about who forgot you. Don't worry about who walk away from you. Keep building. Oh, glory to God. There's an anointing on that word for somebody. Keep building that thing. It doesn't matter who walks away. It doesn't matter who forgot you. It doesn't matter who talk about you. God has given you an instruction to build that thing. And I'm telling you today, if you will build that thing, God he would bless you, he would keep his covenant with you, because you see the covenant that he gave to Noah, Noah could have only walked in the reality of that covenant when he built the thing that God told him to build. So what are you building? Build it alone, build it alone. It's okay to build it alone, sometimes you're going to feel alone, you know? sometimes you're going to feel lonely, and sometimes you're going to feel like no one understands, and it's okay build it alone. And the next thing is sometimes you're going to feel afraid, you're going to feel afraid of making mistakes, you're going to say maybe, maybe I'm not going to build it right. Maybe I'm not going to follow the, the, the instructions correctly and maybe I'm messing up but let me tell, let me tell you something, sometimes you got to build it afraid. Build it afraid of making the mistakes. Build it afraid of people talking about you and ridicule you. Build it afraid. Of not having enough resources, because you see, if your intention is set on being obedient to God, God will make sure that you, uh, even if you make a mistake in your building process, God said I will turn that mistake into and make it work for your good. Because I see that your heart is for, is pursuing me. I see that your intent on on obeying my will, but I understand that you're human and you're going to make mistakes, and God said even in the places where you make mistakes i have enough grace i have overwhelming abundant grace for you this morning oh glory to god glory to god Thank you for your grace, God. Somebody said, somebody, you just need to stop and pause and say, thank you, God. Thank you for the grace this morning. Thank you for the grace to build what it is that you have given me to build. Thank you for the grace this morning, God, because I know, Lord God, that I couldn't do this by myself. Neither do I want to do it by myself. So, God, thank you for the grace to build. Thank you, God. Thank you but a grace in the times when I messed up, in the times when I fell, in the times when I I, I know that I couldn't do it. Listen, sometimes you're gonna get to a place in your building process when you can't go no further, you don't know where else to go, you don't know what else to do. And I see it like this, it's like climbing up a mountain and you get to that steep side of the mountain and there's nowhere to put your foot. You feel like I, 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 there's nothing to pull you up. There's no step to make to get to the next level. And sometimes that's a place where you're just going to have to sit and wait for God to do something. Because listen to me, if God commissioned you to do it, and your intention is to do it, you're obedient to God to do what it is, sometimes you're going when you get to those places, God deliberately allow you to get to those places so that he can test your heart and see are you going to slide back down the mountain or are you going to sit right there on the mountain and say god i am i've come to an impossible place in my building process god and that you're the one who commissioned me to do this building and, and and now since you're the one who commissioned me to do this building i'm coming back to you because i'm in a place where, I'm, where i mean where i can't go forward and i can't go backward god god i'm willing to go forward i'm willing to build that thing but god i need i need some help god i need some help to build that thing and i believe that right in the right in there when you feel like god i can't do no more i i I just can't do it i don't know i i don't see the next step God. the next step we, we the next step is not there god god will create the next step for you Glory to God. So you gotta build it afraid. Build it afraid of making mistakes. Build it afraid of people talking about you. Build it afraid. And the next thing you gotta do is build it through doubts. Because sometimes when God gives you an instruction, you're gonna come to a place like Eve where A eh, where you doubt God because the serpent will come and it will say, did God really say? Did God really tell you to build that thing? Did God really tell you to start that business? Did God really tell you to go back to school? Did God really tell you to start your your life? Did God tell you to, did God say, did God say? And so doubt begins to creep in. And so when you believe that you have heard a word from God, you continue to build that thing. And you can continue to talk to God as you build that thing. Because when doubt comes in, sometimes doubt comes in and even tell you that God didn't speak to you, the doubt will come in and the doubt will say you didn't really hear from God. That was a voice that you're hearing. But even in the midst of that doubt, while you keep building that thing. Because let me tell you something about God's building. When you're building, when you're constructing something for God, if God is in it, it cannot fail. It cannot fail oh glory to god if god is has given you an instruction it cannot fail all you have to do is pick up the pieces day by day and keep building keep building eventually you'll get to the place where you know thank god i didn't stop building and sometimes you're going to be confused you're going to be confused because all hell will break loose around you when you begin to do the thing that God has called you to do. All of hell will oppose what God, because see, the hell is always opposing God. Demons and all kinds of demons and devils, witches and wizards comes out against you because you're answering the call of God to build that thing. But you can't give up. You can't give up. you got to continue to build that thing. L- build that thing in the space of confusion. Listen, if all you understand is to nail one nail at a one nail that day, nail that one nail. If all you, ca- all you can figure out is to put that one, one wood, or that one board, that one block, that one, one thing in place that day, build that thing. Build that thing. And when you get confused and you say, God, I don't know why, but I, I, I understand that you told me to build this thing and God, I don't understand, because see, God is not the author of confusion, the enemy is. And if you talk to him when you feel confused, he will bring you clarity, he will bring you peace as you build, because he understands that we are flesh and he understands that the enemy is always trying to trip us up. But God, our great defender, he is the defender of the weak. He is not going to let us go under because you see, God understands that before we commissioned us to do the thing that he has called us to do, he understood that we are flesh and bones. And he said, he said, he's just looking for a heart that is inclined to doing the right thing. He's not looking for a perfect heart because he knows that none of us is perfect. His Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And sometimes we're going to be uncertain. We're not going to really know how the pieces fit together at first because we've never done this thing before. We've never been this way before. And this is a time when we have, to, we have to really sanctify ourselves when we're answering the call of God, because we don't know we've never been this way before. We've never done this thing before. And, and, and we have to sanctify ourselves. We've got to set ourselves apart to, to, to really hear from God in this season and to really follow his directions. And some days, some days you're gonna be tired. Some days you're going to be frustrated. Some days you're going to even feel like you're not good enough to build anything for God. But the message that God is saying, build it anyway. Build it anyway. It doesn't matter how you feel. Build it anyway. Jesus had to do the same thing. See God sent the God the Father, he sent Jesus in the earth. And He told Jesus to come and save the world, but Jesus had to go through a process. Jesus had to build the plan of salvation. He came with a a blueprint of salvation, but he had to go through the process of building that thing so that you and I could have it. And so Jesus' building kind of looked like this. Jesus had to start out as a baby. So this body that he, he came in, it started out as a baby. It started out in the stages, of the early construction stages like what you see behind me here, building something from the ground up. And in order for Jesus to become the Lamb of God, he had to become a man like us in order, in order to, to be the propitiation for our sins. He had to be built like how we are built so that he could take our place he we we are we he, he had to have our image the blueprint of salvation had to look like us he had to walk like us he had to talk like us he had to suffer like us and he had to die like us and then so 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 the construction process begins in mary's womb and this body was constructed by the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus had to follow the instructions as he goes through his earthly life. And he got to a place where he didn't want to drink the cup. Because some days it's, it's, it's not easy to continue building. And Jesus, Jesus was in a place where he said, listen, Father, if it be possible, take this cup away from me take this cup away from me. If Jesus got frustrated, if Jesus got tired, if Jesus got to a place where he said, Lord, this is too much. Do you not know that you're going to get to a place where you're gonna feel like it is too much and you're gonna cry out to God and you're gonna say, God, if it's be possible, take this cup away from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Your will be done. And so Jesus, even though he felt like giving up, he went back to the one who gave him the instructions. And so when we feel like we want to give up on our building process, I think it's important for you to go back to the one who gave you the instructions in the first place, just like Jesus did and say, Father, if it be possible, take this cup away from me. And then there will be days like When you feel like God has forgotten you, he has forsaken you, he gave you this instruction and then God is just nowhere around. Jesus felt like that as the plan of salvation was being constructed. He felt like, God, you gave me this instruction to become the savior of the world, to be sacrificed, to be crucified for their sins. But God, you have forsaken me, God. Look upon me on this cross. I'm hanging empty, I'm hanging naked and bare and beaten and bruised and battered. God Almighty, oh God, oh my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? So sometimes in your building process, you're gonna feel forsaken. You're gonna feel forgotten, but it's important to keep on building. Keep on building the thing that God has given you to build because somebody's life's life is depending on it. You see, Jesus kept on building. Jesus kept on building the plan of salvation because he knew that our lives were dependent on it. He knew that if he didn't go through with the plan, there was no other way for humanity to be saved. And so Noah, through all of his frustrations, he kept on building. Although he was tired, he kept on building. Although he had doubts, he kept on building. Although he was afraid, he kept on building. Although he was alone, he kept on building. What is God asking you to build for him in this season? God is calling us in this season to get ready for something. Something big is coming over the horizon. I don't know what it is, but and I, and I don't know about you, but I'm not going to wait to see what is coming over that horizon before I begin to make my preparations. Just like I told you in the islands, we don't wait for the hurricane to make landfall before we start preparing. Once we hear the hurricane is coming, we start preparing. And so if you're hearing my voice today, know that something is coming. And God is telling you to get ready. And the way to get ready is to follow the instruction that he has given you. You see, your life's purpose and your, life, your life's purpose is to fulfill the instruction that God has given you. Whatever that instruction is, God, remember, God said to Jeremiah, I said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, I sanctified you, and I set you apart as a prophet. No, it's the same for all of us before we were formed in our mother's womb, God knew us. God knew us. And he has a plan for each one of our lives. He has a blueprint for each one of our lives. And if you don't know what that blueprint is this morning, you can come and find out what that blueprint is. Because I believe that if you sincerely seek the Lord with all of your heart, he said you will find him and he will give you that blueprint for your life because you have to understand that God has a plan for your life, but so does the devil and unfortunately many of us are living out the devil's plans for our lives not realizing that we are every day that we are living we're making one step one we're making one step further away from the plans and the instructions that God has given us from the patterns that God has given us for our lives so whatever you're building in this season make sure that it's according to the pattern and the desires and the plans that God has for you. You see, sometimes we can build many things, but they're not according to God's pattern for our lives. So I encourage you today to reevaluate what you're building and ask yourself, is this the pattern that God has for me? Is this the plan that God has for me before I was formed in my mother's womb? When he said he knew me and he sanctified me and he set me apart, is this the plan? Because see, only when, only what you do for Christ is going to last. And only when you build with God will your plans be successful. And so while you're building today, you might be building your career, you might be building your ministry, your business, your marriage, your family. Whatever you're building today, make sure that it's according to the pattern that God has for your life. And remember that the most important building that you can build is a relationship with God. Everything that you are doing, everything that you are building is supposed to be surrounded by the relationship that you have with God. Build not just what you want to build, but build out of your relationship with God. Build out of the instructions that God has given you. Build out of the plans that God has for your life. Build that thing. Build that thing. Build it together with God. Remember, God is not leaving you and He's not forsaking you, even though you feel like that. Remember, Jesus felt like that on the cross. But we all know that God did not forsake him because after three days, He rose again. After three days, the dead man came back to life and now He is alive forevermore. So that's why I'm telling you to build. With God, because whatever you're building, sometimes you might go through that dead stage, but if you're building with the life giving force of this earth, you will never, whatever you're building is going to last, because as long as God's hand is upon it, it will last. It will last. Build something today, build according to the pattern that God has given you. Go ahead and build that thing. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you have given us instructions to build that thing. Whatever that thing is that you have placed in the hearts of your people, Lord God, I pray that you would give them the grace and the strength and the courage and the tenacity to build that thing, Lord God. Give them the mindset to build the thing that you have called them to build, Lord God. Some of us, we don't know what it is that you have called us to build. For those that are still seeking to find out what it is, what is your plan, what is your purpose for their lives, Lord God? Today, under the sound of my voice, Lord God, I pray that you would make that clear to them today. What are the purposes and the plans that you have for them so that they can run with patience the race that you have set before them, Lord God? Sometimes they are running, God, but they don't know what direction to run in. So today, Lord God, I pray that you would give your people the blueprint, the pattern for their lives, Lord God. What should they do next, Lord God? What is the next thing that you have for them to do, Lord God? And God, I pray that you would give them the peace and the grace and the strength and the courage to do it, Lord God. What is that thing, Lord God? Sometimes, Lord God, it seems so hard. It seems so difficult. It seems so overwhelming. It seems like, God, we cannot do it. But God, we understand that with you, all things are possible. Lord, it was impossible, it was an impossible task for Noah to build that ark, Lord God. But God, we recognize, Lord God, from looking back through that ancient story that it had to be that your hand was on Noah's hands as he built, Lord God. And so God, we ask you to put your same hand over our hands today, Lord God. And that as we build, Lord God, we ask you for extra grace, Lord God. We ask you for acceleration and speed in our building, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Some of us, we know what we are to build, Lord God, but we are behind in the process, Lord God. And so we ask you for acceleration in the name of Jesus. Accelerate the process for those that are behind, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I decree acceleration, Lord, for those that are behind in their building process in Jesus name and some of you don't have any clarity and what it is that you're supposed to build. Lord God Almighty, I pray for clarity, Lord God, for those that are building today but don't know what it is that they're supposed to build. They don't know where to start, Lord God. They don't know what the next step is, Lord God. Some of them are stuck in their building process, Lord God. But God, I pray, even for those that are writing books right now, Lord God, and they're stuck in the in the writer's block section, Lord God, of the building process, God, I pray that you would, you would unstuck them now in the the name of Jesus, or those that are are building a ministry in God, they got to a level and they're sitting on that that, 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 that high part of the mountain, Lord God, but they they, they don't see where where to go next, where to put their, their feet, Lord God, to go up to the next level. Lord, I pray that you would intervene in such a situation, Lord God, and that they would become unstuck in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Ah, shoka randeli sataya. Rabba Bashike Indere Soko Roshara Rabasa. Reketeya Narabande Keshoto Robaboshika Tara Basaya. Holy living God. Oh, Shepa Kantoro Bosiaya. I worship you tonight, living God. Living God, I worship you. I give you all the glory and all of the praise. And for those of you who have never Made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. Listen, he is the only way. He is the only ark. And this is, he is the last glory train. You don't have tomorrow. There is nobody coming after Jesus to save us. Jesus is the only way. He is the only door. He He is the truth and the life. Come on, let's go into the boat. Let's get into the ark. Let's get into the ark. Because something is coming something is coming, ask him. Just ask him, it's just a simple, simple simple, request made with faith. Do you believe that Jesus is the savior of this earth? See, this is a big controversy for so many people. Some do not believe that Jesus is the savior of the earth. But when you think about it, Adam sinned in the garden of Eden, caused all mankind to fall, and you don't have to nobody have to tell you that you're a sinner you know you're a sinner you know what you did wrong i don't have to come in your house and tell you what you did wrong you know you lying stealing cheating conniving all the things that did. you know you know you know what you do evil nobody had to tell you about yourself you know you know you're a sinner so if you're a sinner now let me ask you this how do you get back to god well, you could say, I'm just gonna start doing right. Well, yeah, you're gonna start doing right from this point on. Okay, good for you. Let's, let's see how that works out for you. But, but what happened to the sins that you committed before? How, how are those going to be wiped away? You can't go back and make it right. You already sinned, you already messed up. You say, okay, well, I'm gonna change. What is gonna cause you to change? And if you think you're going to change by yourself and you're going to be able to do it right by yourself and you don't need God, well, God is the ultimate judge. And he decides. He gets to decide. And so he said, this is the, Jesus, He said, I'm going to send Jesus into, into the world to be the Lamb of God that takes the sin of the world, sins of the world away. He is the Son of God, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son. And some people say, well, he did send Jesus, but they're saying that Jesus is a white man, Jesus was a black man and whatever. I don't, listen, it's not about white man, black man, Jesus. I don't know, I never laid my eyes on Jesus. If he's white, he's black. Listen, that's irrelevant. No, if Jesus came in a flesh of whatever kind form of flesh Jesus took when he came in those days, I wasn't there 2000 years ago, but my faith, told me that Jesus came. He came. He came. He's witnessing in my spirit that he came. And he said, if you believe that he came as the son of God and that he died and he rose again and he ascended to heaven on high, if you accept that, that is the thing that wipes away your sin and, and, and reconcile you to God because you accept a payment for the sins that you committed." excuse me that you couldn't do anything about so as we pray this prayer today don't just repeat after me pray it because you believe that jesus christ came and he bled and he died for your sins and if you accept him in your heart your sins will be forgiven and he will fill you with the holy spirit are you ready to pray let's do it let's do it it's the best thing that you will ever do say it like this. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I recognize, Lord God, that I have sinned and that I have no way of being reconciled to God without the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Therefore, I accept him. I accept the blood that was shed for me. I accept the fact that he rose again. And I accept that he's seated on high and he's making intercession for me. And so, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with the Holy Spirit and teach me how to live for you in Jesus' name. I believe that if you pray that simple little prayer, Jesus has entered your heart. Now, there are some other things that you have to do. You have to continually read your Bible, pray and seek the Lord. Talk to him in prayer and as you continue to do these practices each day your 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 awareness of god is going to become stronger you're going to know god a little bit more and as you continue reading the word praying talking to god you're going to sense the presence of god and the holy spirit is going to begin to teach you and guide you into the word of god amen amen all right um there should be some giving um instructions on your screen there um, if God has led you to sow a seed into our ministry, we are grateful to those that are sowing. And if you don't have anything to sow, it's okay. But if you can sow something into our ministry and be a blessing to us, we truly appreciate you. Amen. Alrighty. God bless you. I hope to see you next week.